Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Real Variety Centric. This is your host, Aaron. Well, of course, I'm always your host. Number one guy. Anyway, this latest episode is a little recorded a little differently. Um started recording this during a Bible study class in a way, a Bible study session. And the way we do our Bible study is a little different from traditional Bible study. So you never know what is really being said. But you always you also learn stuff. So um, when I start the episode, kind of be part of the conversation, make conversation. That's why I'm doing this intro now. Now I was on doing the Bible study with Greg and Chris, just Christian. Um, it was just had a great conversation about being lost and finding yourself. So I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. And more to come. Stay tuned. Okay, what was the question again? Uh, your most memorable experience with being lost. Um, I guess last year, um, when I text Sir Christian here about coming to church for the first time. Because I was going through a lot, and I was lost and trying to find myself, you know, a little depressed. So I hit up the great one right here. Even though know, he's on his phone right now, I'm not big enough to compliments on this shit. I'm sorry. Wait. There's a lot. Go- he weren't here, but there's a lot going on today. I'm yeah. sorry, but I feel you. I'm glad I could help. Pull you from your lostedness. Oh yeah, I'm also recording right now. Okay, well that's what best friends are for. Yes, and I appreciate you. <laughs> I was a bit of a thought. I was at a car club, so you know the thoughts came pretty easy. It was just just thought, just a regular man thought. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it was it was, it was a period, and it kind of just one of those things I had to kind of work through. I don't even know what kind of pulled me back. It's just like uh, you know, this maybe I need to chill out a little bit. And then on the other side, there was a physical loss. My most memorable physical being lost was um, dating a girl went to Howard. Everybody who knows me knows I hate driving in D.C. D.C. Uh, is <laughs> I hate driving in D.C. We parked the car in the garage, and then like we went out, ate, went to the park, da 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 and then couldn't remember where we parked the car at. <laughs> and, but it was... It was it was a fun. It was fun though. So that's about what's my yeah, physical. physical. Yeah, it was a physically lost moment that I can remember. That was, that was fun. But yeah, we were we were good together, but we were bad for each other. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. We were good together, but bad for each other. Like we just brought out the absolute worst of each other. So, <laughs> like, I mean, that happens. Uh, this mic is really worse. picking up everything. Got real loud. What like, is this? 
Oh, um, okay. All right. Yeah. Like it's sensitive. Yeah, it's very sensitive. Shout out to Walmart for a good mic. Right. They might like give you some sponsorship. You know, it's a black wet mic, you know, $25 at Walmart. Get right. yours. Get it's yours. Local Walmart. You know what this is? Oh, I don't know if he's really a cousin or not, but let me say cousin. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Alright, cool. Those kind of answer, that, those actually kind of answered the second question on their own, which was, um, what was the spiritual lesson or physical lesson that you learned in your lostness? Lostness? Yeah, lostness. Is that a word? No. Absolutely not. No, that could have been a word. Somewhere, no. Like the definition of lost in this is that you're lost it. That you're lost it. Lost it. That's funny. What? I mean, this is what happens when it's just us. Right. All right. So, so going into session two, being lost it. <laughs> so our point this week is that without this, yes, our point is lost in this. <laughs> Without Christ, we are hopelessly lost. Our passage is this week. Luke 15, 11 through 14, and then 17 through 24. And then our Bible meets life. Basically, at some point, everybody has been lost. Maybe I lose my wallet probably like once a week, to be honest. Once a Keys. Just hey, don't just put them out there like that. <laughs> <laughs> about me. Oh. Today. Put yourself out there like that. Keeping it real. I lose my wild like three times a week. Right. Like lose it in the house of all places. Yeah. Like you know, I don't have nothing in it anyway. I don't got the money. I'm broke. It's a, <laughs> so it's not really only thing I'm really missing is my ID. You know, I need my license. Right. Yeah. No, without that, I would be lost. Oh, look at that. <laughs> As Kira would say, full circle. Right. <laughs> uh, look at that. Circle just started. It's already full circle. All right. Oh. You know, I, I'm putting this online, so you're going to hear me talk more. This going on my oh, platform. Yeah. Oh, oh, so that's what we got to do to get you. Oh, you know, this going on my platform, too, now. Random moment of laughter. <laughs> You know what? I, I got something. I got something. Yeah, real quick. Hold on. People listening, um, just random meme sharing at the moment. I can't even lie, the first time I saw the, like, when I first watched the trailer and I saw John Cena, that was kind of my reaction. My reaction was, I don't see anybody. I can't. Alright, you know what? So we. Um. Damn, this is that really loud. Yeah, it's probably echoing too. Oh, man. That's funny. Alright. Alright, that was good. Alright, but being lost. We gotta find ourselves now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Being go- lost goes deeper than the uh, the frivolous stuff that we lose: keys, phones, cell phone, uh, cell phones, keys, wallet, phones, all that good stuff. Right. Everybody's been lost in their relationship to God at some point, and it's because we can't find our way back to Him on our own that He sent Jesus, who made a way for us to repent, believe, and return to God. 
Bam. Ready for the setting. The setting. It was a nice February morning. Afternoon. It was a nice February afternoon. Exactly. It is afternoon. Like kind of deep in the afternoon at this point, right? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Lunchtime. See, I already had lunch. Christian over here eating spicy Asiago chicken sandwiches. Shout out to Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I should have decided to got some food. I was See, like, that was where I messed up last week. I was an angry catcher sport because I didn't eat. See, I was late coming. See, what had happened was the reason I was late, I was playing a game and I got lost with time. <laughs> Just dropping lost everywhere. Yeah, word of the day. Word of the day. All right. So, you know, it, it happens. Don't shake your head. <laughs> So, after the Pharisees and the scribes complained that Jesus welcomed sinners, which is Luke 15, 1 through 2, Jesus told three success, successive parables that illustrated something or someone lost and then found. Each one spotlighted a great celebration when the lost sheep, coin, or son was found. Of all the parables Jesus told, the parable of the lost son likely ranks as one of the favorites. This particular parable highlights God's willingness to receive repentant sinners. Bang. Intro to the prodigal son. It's a wonderful story. Um. So they gave this story over here. This is uh, my brother and I often went deer hunting, and with our dad, I ain't never been deer hunting. I went fishing with my dad once. <laughs> I would love to go deer. I like deer meat. I like deer meat, but the problem is you just gotta wake up so early to do it. Like you gotta be up before the sun come up. Yeah, you gotta be in camouflage, and you gotta make sure you don't smell like a human, and it's just too much work. Can I just shoot it from afar? Yeah, but that's the problem. Their ears are so sensitive, and their scent, the smell is so sensitive that you. Okay, I'm not gonna ask the question I was gonna ask. It's very ignorant of me, so I'm gonna leave it alone. Might as well ask it now. Yeah, now we're gonna know. So with all that. They can sense us. Why can't they sense the car coming? That's a valid question. It is a valid question. <laughs> See? <laughs> well, no. Because they like to run toward lights. Why? I don't know. But Even during the daytime, sometimes they run into the car. Yeah, well. Maybe they're playing chicken. They could play like, here. They'd be like, bet you I can jump for a dead car. They'd be bet, like, nah. you, bet you I can survive it. Right. Bet you the car won't. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I didn't want to ask a question. <laughs> no, they're like, I'm like, no, now I'm curious, so. Right, I mean, I wanted to know. Um, so, thinking about a personal story. Being lost. I already shared my loss in, in D.C. with Howard Shorty. Um, Alright, so anyway, this one says My brother and I often went deer hunting with our dad On one trip, when I was a teenager We drove into the woods about an hour before sunrise It was extremely foggy As we exited the truck, we took different paths To hunt for, uh, hunt for the day The problem was, I chose the wrong path I walked confidently for 20 minutes Before I realized I was lost Oh, that actually happened to me once Not the deer hunting part but, You got um, lost in the woods? Yeah, they got lost in the woods We were up just you hiking. have your compass? No. <laughs> we like to get it. We just gotta start hiking. And oh, then no, I'm not hiking randomly in the woods. <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah, but what happened was like we were hiking and then we got to a point where we were on the trail and then the trail just kinda like it went two ways, but both ways looked like they weren't really trails. So we were like, oh, just pick a way. 
and the way we picked wasn't actually a trail, so we were like just kind of like mindlessly walking through the woods. It was. Did you never retrace your steps? We tried, but the problem was we went so far that it kind of oh, like you got real lost. Yeah, we got real lost. Damn. Eventually, we kind of like started finding markers on trees, and we kind of followed a little bit. Oh, that time. was really lost. Yeah. No, we didn't make the mark. Like, I guess somebody else got lost at some point, and they Look, like, markers that's on the tree. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the markers on the tree. Like, I walked past this tree like three times already. So, obviously, I'm here, so we found our way back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't lost too long. We probably lost about a good hour. <laughs> to be honest, that's a long time. We probably lost a good hour. It was fun though. It's like one of those experiences. Like looking back. Yeah, I was about to say, um, you know the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a feeling it might still caught what you just said though. That's mm. all right. They 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 gonna have to listen back to it to hear what I said. It's okay. That's fine. It's okay. It's, it's okay to accept the fact that you used to smoke a little bit, drink a little bit. I still drink a little I'm bit. I'm about to say, I, I drink. I still drink a little bit. A little bit, yes. A little bit. I only drink like once every five mm. months. Mm. I drink once a week. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> once every five months? We don't really drink anymore. Because we don't do anything. We mm. be in the house. Just <laughs> be in the house. True. Once a week. Uh, I might get a bottle of wine every once in a while. but That's drinking. I don't really drink wine. Wine tastes like... Wine. Yeah, wine. Wine is good though. Wine. You gotta get the right kind. Yeah. It's really? hit or, it's hit or miss. Like, it, it, like a, a lot of hit or miss. That's pretty tasty. That's Especially pretty red wine. If you don't know what you're doing with red wine, if you don't know what you're looking for, you can get the worst. <sighs> See, that's the problem. I don't really know. I just like, if Javon's like, oh, look at some wine, now I'll just get what she wants. But otherwise, I'll be like, hmm, this bottle looks pretty. Let me get this bottle. <laughs> like, I like this name. We grab this bottle. I don't know. a wine tasting. I don't know about wine. Um, it's a lot of wines that you might actually like, though. Like, there's even some wines out there that's been um, soaked in bourbon. Little bourbon. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with a little bourbon. Nothing wrong with a little bourbon. Probably should do communion with bourbon. That'd be interesting. Um... All right, but the point of that story was <laughs> you don't have to stay lost, right? It's always there's like, always a way. You know, there's always a way. So lost. This is like you don't have to stay lost with different wines. <laughs> okay, touche, touche. Find your way Find to the good wine instead of being lost with the bad wines you seem to pick. Well, communion wine is actually good. Like when you have real communion wine, real wine for me, it's actually good. It's good or bad, but. It's quite delicious. Okay, I never actually had real communion wine, so. Yeah, real communion wine is quite tasty. They do it. They use it for for, sac- for like ceremonies, weddings, um, that kind of stuff. That's a good wine. You probably drop a little coin on that bottle. That was. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I want to try it. Um, one day. Yeah. Don't communion. <laughs> so, lostness. Our sin and rebellion against... Well, lostness is our sin and rebellion against the Holy God. It is the key theme in Scripture. But God's love for us is an even greater theme. Oh. Alright. So, Jesus told a parable that brings these two themes together. Being lost and then God loving us more. 
than our lostness. We are lost, but can be found. That's the theme there. So even though I feel like um, without Christ we are hopelessly lost, it's kind of like a self-explanatory statement. So I rephrase the question instead of asking like, what do you, what does it mean? How would you explain it to somebody who does not believe? Like without Christ we are hopelessly lost. How would you explain it to somebody who don't really know who Jesus is? Know about the Christ. Hmm. I don't know. The child born of a virgin. So wait, say again. How would I do? How would you explain to somebody who who's not a believer? Somebody who explain to them who Jesus is? Or how? But that that phrase, "Without Christ, we are hopelessly lost." Like that. I guess to try to figure out what they believe in in general first. And they out there saying like yeah atheists or something like that okay cool I mean that's what you believe in but can't really not can't really help them find a way to your own belief but you can explain why you feel this way and figure out why they feel this way maybe I come to like a middle ground common middle ground you know like okay you believe in Jesus I don't but I believe things happen for a reason I feel like that's kind of an important point to find out what they believe because it's I feel like if we understood like what people believe already it would kind of shift the way conversations go yeah like when people would flare up as much absolutely all right Christian of the keys how would you uh, break this thing down here See, I'm, usually, <laughs> I'm usually the one that give the answers of I don't know. You usually want to have it. I really, I really don't. Okay, again. Like, I mean, I know I say I'm gonna show up because you know I'm putting this on my platform, real raw and essential. Um, <laughs> little self plug there. I mean, I had to. I, I had to. Podcast is pretty much everywhere, you know. Apple, Spotify. Google. Breaker. Anchor. All the places. All the places. Alright. Shameless plug. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. No. YouTube video coming soon. Uh oh. You know, stepping up in 2020s. Uh, I didn't even put up the last video for my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was lazy. I ain't feel like doing nothing. This is on my computer. It's just not uploaded. All right. All right. So we hopping into Luke 15, 11 through 14. Back when I read it. Read it for the people. <laughs> Okay, let you clear your throat. Got you. Get a little Ken Kniff going on here. Uh, he also said, a man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate I have coming to me. So he distributed the assets to them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered together all he had and traveled to a distant country where he squandered his estate in foolish living. After he had spent everything, a severe famine struck that country and he had nothing. Nothing. I say nothing. Nothing at all. So what did he have? Nothing. Nuns. Absolutely nothing. So, damn. Right, so 
one of the things about the prodigal son is that the father in the story is God. Jesus is God. That, that right there, I always interpreted it that way. If the father is God, then one the brother who stays home has to be Jesus. That's always the way I've interpreted it. But I don't know if it's true. I haven't found any translations that support that theory. But I haven't found any that don't. <laughs> so um, take that for what it's worth. Because if one's G- if the one who stays close to God is Jesus, then obviously that makes us all the prodigal son. Like that's that's just always the way I've interpreted it. Um. So let's see, it's important to note that typically sons didn't ask for their inheritance before the death of their father except under special circumstances but Jesus doesn't mention any special circumstances so that tells us that the son was just kind of greedy um, just, <laughs> just kind of greedy right? um, but the father does give the son some coin he was like yeah go do what you want to do right and he, so he's free to do as he pleased so you mess up that's on you right basically right that's similar to what God does for us like he's like sure you're free to experience Life, do what you want, go out, wild out, you know, do whatever, be a thought, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Um, but the the catch twenty two is the more you go out and do, the more you sin, the further it kind of takes you without you realizing. Like further it takes you away from God without even realizing you straight that far. Right? It's kind of what happens, and that's basically what happened in the story of the prodigal son. It says he went to a distant country, which is probably. Um, somewhere where they didn't have Jewish customs um, in theory again it's one of those things can't really you know open for interpretation right. so he was trying to trying to wild out a little bit you know got a few hottie thotties you know what I'm saying was living it up hottie thotties got a few hottie thotties alright and then um, he blew all his money basically right this famine struck the country and he learned that the grass ain't always greener that's pretty much what that boils down to and again, that goes back to us. Like, you know, you wild out, get a few hotty thotties, and then you figure out, oh, this ain't what I thought it was going to be. Right, basically. Diseases and all that. That diseases, all that. That's what the, the hotty, the hotty thotties. Especially when they really are. Hotty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, so the son's rebellion from his father cost him basically his dignity. It cost him, cost him everything, right? Um, yeah. All right. So yeah, I lost the question here. Did you? Oh, okay. So how do you describe the younger son's requests in today's culture? In today's language and culture. Being brat. Being brat. You probably got a rich daddy. <laughs> so how would you like? To be the son, how would you ask for it? It's my money, and I want it now. It's <laughs> <laughs> JG Webber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what he pretty much did. Like, I'm getting this money one day. Like, I might as well get it right now. Like, Dad, I'm ready to just be out of here. So can you just give me my money now, so I can go? Thanks. See I'm ready to be on my own, pimp. Yeah, I'm trying to go get some hottie thotties. <laughs> and I'm trying to spend this bread. <laughs> right. I'm trying to floss a little bit. Yeah, trying to stun on him. Buy the nicest horse. <laughs> I'm going to name it Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Make sure I have the nicest camel. You know. Call that's that one. that's gonna be my Range Rover. <laughs> I was gonna say name it Rolls Royce. Oh, <laughs> um, where do we have choices today that we kind of like blow what we've been given? Huh. Um. When we buy stuff we don't really need, like access video games, no, we're not gonna play them. I'm not speaking from personal experience or anything. I was gonna say, who buys, you buy video games that you know you're not gonna play? Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that the whole point of buying the game is so that you play it? I play it. And then he stops. Maybe yes. like 30 minutes later. Mm, that's what Sonny did. Like, I had, like, for example, I spent $100 for Borderlands 3. You're ridiculous. I bought the. That game was good too. I just beat it, what, maybe like a month ago? Okay, I don't want to play it by myself. You have no PS4? I got no PC. Ridiculous. Get out. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking about And sometimes I also rebuy a lot of games so I can just play it on other systems with people. Well, get on a PS4, you can run with me wait. I'm thinking about getting on PS4. So, you should. But yeah, I barely played it. Like, I got my character to like level 20 and that's it. I stopped. I feel like it's one of those things like. More games need cross compatibility, cross platform. Borderlands should have cross but they still gotta work out some kinks. So does Modern Warfare? I heard Modern Warfare has um, yeah, cross cross platform. Yeah, but I stopped playing that since everybody got it for Christmas. I still haven't got it. Like it has went downhill since then. Like, it was already getting bad to work, like at the Black Friday sales and I probably won't home. cop Black uh, Call of Duty again until Black Ops Five comes out. I would say my, at this point you might as well just wait for the next one. So no, I mean, no, still got all year. They probably drop what August because you know they drop, they drop October. Oh yeah, October is when they usually. Drop. Actually, they might actually push it back this year. They like just because of the new consoles. It wouldn't make sense. Unless they did what they did with the PS4 and Xbox One, you know, when you had the um, Call of Duty Ghost, you can upgrade to the new one for a price, like $20, I think. The new consoles bring a whole nother, we get so sidetracked, but it brings a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Xbox, the new Xbox or PS5, I can't My remember. My PC is more powerful than the Xbox that's coming out, so I'm good. Honestly, I'm getting a PS5, bro. I don't know. And then, but here's the thing. I know this is this is supposed to be. Final loss. No, no. I can, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this back. Trust me. But here's the thing. Anybody get, who plays on PC is clearly lost. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> get a PC, you find a way. But no. Here's the thing with Xbox. Like right now, for me, it's stupid for me to get an Xbox, the new Xbox this year, because they bring all the games they put on Xbox to the PC. So, it's practically PC slash Xbox. They even like trying to put Microsoft. Steam on the Xbox. Yeah. So it's like really no point in me getting the Xbox. So yes, for you that makes sense. Yeah, but for yeah. me, I don't know. I'll probably get the Xbox first. I'm gonna get the PlayStation. Cause yeah, but, well, seeing as how you know MacBook life, I might as well just stick with Xbox. Go ahead and get. Or you should come to PlayStation uh, PS5. Do you know what put me off of PlayStation? I have not touched a PlayStation since they had the whole um, 
the whole breach in their security and people. And my okay. thing okay. is, every time, time I get on my PlayStation, though, my internet, like my online experience, is trash. So I'm just like, see, this is why I play my Xbox. Turns off the PS4. I never have online issues on my Xbox. I don't have online issues on PS4. Oh, I was waiting for him to say he doesn't have online issues on PC. I was waiting. I was waiting for it. PS4, it's always crashing. I had no problems on my PS4 when I played online. I mean, I just played 2K. So see, that's what that don't count. And Call of Duty. And Madden. And Madden, but I played Madden. I don't go online playing random people on Madden. I hate playing around people on that online. It's I just, do. It's I, such a trash experience. Yeah, they're trash when they start losing their clip. Yeah, I make them feel lost. Yeah. <laughs> like taking this loss. Uh, yeah, See how I brought it back? You did bring it back. There <laughs> we go. Alright. Told you I was going to find a way. So, <clears throat> basically, Jesus' story is pointing to a greater danger, right? Spiritual lostness. We're lost. When we choose our own path, we choose to do our own thing apart from God. The root of this choice is sin. Culture wants to downplay sin, but behind our efforts to please ourselves is self-centeredness. Messy. Mm. Mm. A choice to do what I want rather than what God wants. A life apart from God, the Father. That's a life of sin. Jesus introduced the turn in the parable as the younger son comes to his senses. In Luke 15, 17 through 19. Aren't you preaching tomorrow? I am. Mm. Mm. So you I, write your sermon yet? I do not. <laughs> so I've got to show up in my house. Yeah, you might as well come through. Can you mute this for a second? Is, is this going to um, be a good message? Okay. Luke 15, 17 through 19. Thanks. Had technical difficulties. All right, Luke 15, 17 through 19. I'll read this, I guess. When he came to his, sen his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food, and here I am dying of hunger? I'll get up, go to my father, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your higher workers. Dun, dun, dun. So basically, the son at this point is like, yo, I'm not just go at least go back and work for my father if I can't do nothing else. Um, so, what part of the prodigal son's words here stand out to you the most? Hmm. Mm. He was hungry. <laughs> he was hungry. Sounds like hunger. <laughs> Sounds like hunger is what made him come to his senses. Right. <laughs> he said, I need a sandwich. Like, I'm sandwich. dying of hunger, but the people that's working for you are not. So what can I do to get some of that? Well, I mean, you shouldn't have spent the money in the first place. Oh, yeah. We at least say something for some oodles and noodles. Something uh, on all your... your, uh, your what? Word that sticks out. 
Okay. Okay, what's six out? Sin! That's it. That's the word. That's the tweet. Message. Okay. Alright, so when did you first recognize your need for God's forgiveness for your sins? Um. Hmm. It's a great question. I don't know. I don't know what, what type of reckless stuff have have I done. I did a lot of reckless things. <laughs> I, I, I say a lot of ill ill time jokes. Actually, just one joke I said earlier was so messed up, but I'm not gonna say it. Here we go again. Now we want to do the joke. Nope. No. No. We're recording. <laughs> I can say it on my platform. Please stand by. No, no <laughs> Whoever listens to this know how I get down. You know, but you know, you're, you're, you're cool. I, I, I so, so I said, I was playing Need for Speed. Oh, God. <laughs> Why do you say, oh, God? Because nothing to just imagine where this is going. So I, I said, what do you call, uh, um, a burning tree and a burning car. Like, like I said, I was playing Need for Speed and I just saw Fast and Furious show. I was like, a Paul Walker. Oh. <laughs> oh. Said ill time joke. Oh, man. Oh, that was horrible. I, I, I'm glad nobody heard that. That is horrible. Said <laughs> 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 Ill-Time Jones on. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We was having, you know, we was having some conversation. Oh, he was saying bad jokes. I think that one's up there. That's like, yes, that works pretty high. <laughs> Do it. So how did that help you figure out or help you recognize that you need God's forgiveness for your sin? <laughs> that joke in itself. Um, for me, I think it was after I made a certain person cry. And I just kind of looked in the mirror like, yeah. I'm going to get right. Making people cry made you realize I need to get my life together. Make people cry. Mm, I'm, a, I'm a fully cold. Man, just a minute. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know I'm one. Yeah. That's a car I like going on. It is. I don't know what they are. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have It sounds too close to these. I don't have a car. Shoot. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, what did you like? So for me, I was probably back in the house stopping. Um, being a man thought. No, actually, you know what? It was probably. Alright, so this is. Actually, I'm not going to share that, that story. Um, okay. <laughs> Actually, this is a pause. Let me pause. Let me pause mine. All right. So, we were. I was in the Marine Corps. 
and I was out. We were out at like a beach bar or whatever. Oh lord! Got got spurred like super super turned, and then like we were walking back because our friend lived like his house was on the beach, right? So we were walking back, and they were these like group of chicks. It was three of them, three of us. We were like, oh, you know what? Let's go ahead. And they had a bottle. We was like, was really good. It was really good. So we sit, we sat there with them drinking. And he was like, oh, you should come in. So we went in. And then we woke up. The house was empty. Everybody clothes messed up. Like clothes everywhere. Like, we were, like I've never been blackout drunk. I think that was probably the one that was like, you get your life together. <laughs> like, I never had that type of experience. Never been blacked out drunk in my life. Yeah. Only been drunk once. The best part though is I ran into you one of the chicks one night. Well, actually, one day she worked in the mall. Like, I ran into her and we just looked at each other. And we say we just kind of looked. <laughs> it, was just, it was one of those moments where we just looked and it was like. like just, so what happened that night? It wasn't even. It was just like look like so. And she fucks up. And then we just kept going. So like, so what happened? Like, I don't remember. Do you remember? <laughs> so I just say, oh, what's up? So we just kept pushing. I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so from my my thoughts. Um. <laughs> Alright, so coming to our senses and acknowledging our lost sinful state is important, but it is not enough. Deciding to do something is not the same as actually doing it. Too many people know they are sinners, but they do nothing about it. When we see our sins, God sees our sin, it should cause us to turn around and go in a new direction toward God. So in the next verses, the father of the younger son, he always the father of both sons, I don't know why it's worded like that. But the father, he responded to his son's return home. Oh, actually, let me before I even do that. Before a sinner can experience a restored relationship with the Father, that sinner must acknowledge his or her lost condition and unworthiness. Through Christ, God has opened the way for all who repent and believe in Christ to return to Him. Bam! Luke 15, 20-24. So, he got up and went to his father. But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran, threw his arms around his neck, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father told his servants, Quick, bring out the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his finger. Sandals on his feet. Then bring the fatted calf and slaughter it. No. And let's celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. <laughs> That's that's the boy using the ATM. Passing around memes in the middle. All right. Um, <laughs> it happens. Um, so, what do you find most surprising about this parable? Why? Father Gullibles is bleed. Is <laughs> it the Father Gullible? No, not the Father Gullible. That's not where we're supposed to go with that. Um, but why? Why do you say he's gullible? Man, your your bratty son 
Just came to you and said, give me your money now. I don't want to wait till you're dead. Give me your money now. I'm out. You watched him ruin his life. And then you letting him come back. After essentially like that, if, if I went to my homies, they say, say this man got homies, you know, they out having a nice little casual drink, talking about their lives, and he goes, oh yeah, my son demanded my death money now. And his homies are probably looking at him like, what? You stupid, bro. So I, I don't know. I'm just, this is me. I'm like, all right, you about to be a servant. Get to work. Oh, okay. But that's my right. two cents, you know. All right. So, you ain't got time for it. Did you left. You come back, but you won't get to work. You denounced me, disowned me. So since you coming back, you go work. Why y'all got all these nice pictures in your books? Makes me. All right. But in not so asshole-like terms, I find most surprising how open-armed and welcoming the father was. Right. So kind of like the flip side to that, like as opposed to being like get to work, he was like welcome. Welcome back. Throw a robe on my man's. Dress him up. Put back. some jewelry on him and said, let's feast. Right. And every, each one of those things kind of like represents something too. Like, so the best role kind of represents the son being restored to sonship. Um, the ring basically kind of put him back into a position of authority. Like, if that makes sense kind of gave him back the right of inheritance. Like, even though he already took his inheritance, went, blew it, he, the father gave him a ring and was like, hey, you still have the right to an inheritance. Um, and then the sandals. The sandals elevated him, basically saying that you're not a servant, because obviously servants weren't wearing nice sandals. They were probably barefoot, walking on the rocks, feet hurting blisters. Like he, was, he, he was like, go get him, go get my man some Jordans. Go get him, help hook him up. Um, and then the fatted calf uh, was basically symbolized the fact, like, Yo, this is a full-blown banquet, it's a celebration, right? So it's like, you get the fatted calf, you obviously you expecting a whole a feast, right? A whole wop of people just showing up, eating well, scrumptiously, and then not helping clean up. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, everybody come through and they dip. You cups everywhere, plates. Don't make the problem. Everybody pretty much can't better themselves. But you know how it is. You know the point I'm making. And then the other point that I kind of take away from that whole fatted calf banquet fiesta is that you can turn up in the spirit. That's kind of what I got from that. Okay. That's what I got from that. It's okay. Turn up. Because if God represents the Father and he was like, go get fatty calf, we about to party, then that says, hey, turn up. Okay, turn up. Is that right? And of course, the that, um, you probably hear it a lot. I know I heard it a lot. The, the son of mine is, was dead, but now he's alive, was lost, but now he's found. That, that whole adage there. Um. So, oh, this is a good question. What message do you have for those who are far from God? What message do you have for those who are far from God? That's a good question. I feel like that's a good question. Um, 
one that you're never too lost to find your way back. Ow! Message. That's a tweet. Yeah, message. Boom. That's it. Yeah, that, was, I, that actually was really good. Like, <laughs> that's it. Message. See, I told you, my platform talking more. There you go. That should be your sermon. Never too lost to. someone with reckless abandon maybe it's time to forgive even if it seems strange and shocking to everyone else around remember to forgive others as God forgives bang that goes back to a Christian sale he, the father welcomed him with open arms even though he's a little brat a little turd yeah then reach out reach out to those you know who are lost and at rock bottom point them to the loving restoring arms of God let them see love the love of the Father in you. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Put that on a picture in the frame. Maybe next to some footprints or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So but, all right. Oh. Um, but loss doesn't have to define our lives. A loving Father is waiting patiently for us to come to our senses. He will wholeheartedly accept repentant sinners with love and compassion and that's the message passion huh. so, so anything else y'all would like to say while I'm still recording well now we can actually be ratchet so now check you want some sound bites I can give you some sound bites now that the bible study portion has concluded <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, what's up? <laughs> First, alright, so I haven't seen y'all since last week when Kobe died tragically. Yeah. And I see you got your yellow and UMBC hat with your purple do-rag. Your thought didn't notice. I see it. I saw it. I peeped it. Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> that shit crazy, man. But that just goes to show you like it can be anybody. You never know when your time is your time. Yeah. Like, everybody thought Kobe was going to live till Forever, forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. not to go away like that. And then for his, like, I think what makes it just, like, 
million times worse is that his daughter was on that helicopter. Like, yeah. Cause like for me, like yeah, Kobe, like it, it still hurts, but like she was literally Kobe 2.0, and now like the world has been robbed of not only the original great, but the great that was to be. Right. And I feel like she probably would have completely redefined the WNBA. Like. What? Like, and here's the thing. And, like, I I feel like Kobe, because Kobe was, like, partner had partner ownership for a WNBA team, if I'm not mistaken, or I something like that. I think so. And I think he was in the process of working on trying to, like, Partner the WNBA and the NBA together where they're like actually like competing and then the shit goes that happens and it's just like well there goes that. I know they kept saying um, that Kobe was like coaching, even helped coaching the UConn women's thing because uh, he was always at the games. Because that's where Yana wanted to go. She wanted yeah. to go play. And the premium was guaranteed that she was going to go. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. She got the scholarship. I'm pretty sure at the end of the year they were going to offer her, go ahead and just offer her a full ride. She was going where they offered that full ride. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's just. Ain't that been dope, too? Like, a. Like make it even if it's like just something simple, like a part of the All Star weekend, like WNBA versus NBA. That's what they were. Because I remember. It was like he he was talking. He was interviewing with somebody, and they were talking. That's what they were talking about. I was like, "Yo, that would be dope!" Like, there's no reason why WNBA can't play with the NBA. Like, some of these women are like just as good as the guys. That would be entertaining, but right because they can't use the argument anymore. Like that women can't dunk because we've seen they it. Definitely can. Yes, they can. Like so, mm, that's just. Can you imagine like? Giannis getting dunked on by crazy oh put that on a post I'm gonna blow that joint up for the everything what man Giannis will get his revenge though he gets he posted but to see so many grown men like break down like that like mm. and then part of it is cause like Kobe was like it's our Kobe, Superman, right, like really? Kobe was Superman, like the generation before us was like everybody wanted to be like Mike, right? right. And then our generation was I Kobe, like Kobe, Kobe. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan. I was not. A, I always respected the game, man. right? Like for me, I respected him. Like I was more into his like artwork, like music and acting. Now, I became more of a fan of Kobe after he retired. Like, I wasn't really that much of a fan of him when he was playing, because I never liked the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't like the Lakers. But when he retired, I became more of a fan, because I saw what all he was doing. It was good to see him, like, just show up randomly, like, let's say, on the Allen show or something like that. And he loved his kids, man. Yeah. And when I started seeing more pictures of him, uh-huh, he interacted with his daughters, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I like this Kobe. Wasn't too much of a fan of you as a player. He was a great player. Just he was on the Lakers. Don't like the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is okay, what it is. Right? It's like how I don't like LeBron because he's on the Lakers. I didn't like him before. <laughs> I didn't like. I liked when he first was on. The I team. will say this: LeBron has gotten better. I didn't like LeBron either until he started. Coming like I can't explain it, but like once he opened up the school and I saw him doing more. Oh yeah, I always had the most respect for LeBron. Like, just when I saw like LeBron when 
Um, he went to Miami. Yeah. I feel like for me, LeBron, it's, LeBron's kind of like those weird, I have one of those weird feelings about like, it's like, I love that he's like vocal about some rights issues, that he opened a school, but then when he's on the court, I kind of have that feeling about him, like I do about Tom Brady, like you kind of a crybaby, like, <laughs> like I just kind of, I mean, weird. to LeBron's point, he do get hit a lot, but he's also bigger than most of the people. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, all right, I'm getting hit. But I'm like, I'm like, bro, you're 6'8", 265. You, you weigh more than some centers. <laughs> hey, relax. Facts. Yeah. Like, can you imagine what Zion started crying? I, I, I could never. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're going to get to that point. Right now, he just happened to be there. <laughs> I, I can't see Zion being that kind of player. We Especially didn't see LeBron being that, type, that kind of player. Uh, no. I got that vibe from him. When he first started, he was dunking on everybody. And then once his free throws got better, yeah. I can't. I can't see Zion turning into a crybaby, especially since like. Mm, I can't see it. I can't. See it, it. it happens to everybody. Yeah. It happens yeah. to everybody. I guess it's one of those things like as your game evolves, as you kind of. And as your body gets older, yeah. like I can't keep but taking you realize, these hits, like, <laughs> like all the stuff everybody else get away with, and like okay, I want that too. Like them extra two points can mean something, right? Like I'm not gonna say LeBron is a crybaby just because he's a crybaby. He wants to win. They ain't won last night. I tell you, <laughs> they ain't will win all. Yo, he was tearing them up. Then Lil came come out and said he did it for Kobe. Then he said something along along so that like, he went out put up those type of points in honor of Kobe. Well, he said like you know, yeah, that's the Lakers, but Kobe would have wanted anybody to compete. Yeah, yeah, forty eight points, ten assists, nine rebounds last night. I think it's funny, like um, speaking to that point that Kobe would have wanted anybody to compete. Watching videos of like. Carmelo now and Carmelo when he would play against Kobe, like two completely different Mellows. Like Mello against Kobe was like everywhere. Defense was like you watch Carmelo now, it's like he may or may not show up. Like <laughs> Mello, see this is what I hate about Mello, but also what I love about Mello. When the competition's not really there, he knows it. You won't see him play offense, but defense and. But when he went against Kobe, when he went against LeBron, when he went against D-Wade, when he went against all the people that actually know who to bring it to him, oh, he's there. He's one of the top five defenders right there. But that's the thing. You should show up every game. Like, it shouldn't matter. Like, Yeah, he's one of those guys. Yeah, but right? he was also one of the ones that he's not going to show up every game on defense, but he's still going to get 25 points. I remember that as a count is like, there. Subpar player gives you thirty five. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but he'll put. He also played defense when it truly matters. They down. They need some clutch stuff. Carmelo was there. He gonna come up with that block or the steal, or just harass you. Yeah. Oh, so. I love Carmelo. I did when he was younger. Like it was like, but that's because you know of his roots. But I like him now. For this year, how he changed his game pretty much to okay, now I'm not the number one guy no more. Okay, I'm just gonna play my little game. Now he still gets like 20 points. I'm gonna say he's a good fit with the 
Cleveland on their team. But they need something else. Portland needs something else. Because yeah. CJ McCollum is always hurt. And when he's healthy, Lillard's hurt. He never together. They were together last night. You can see they won. But they need to get like Kevin Love. They get Kevin Love to be a rat. I want to be surprised they do. Well, that's where Kevin Love wants to go. He wants to go home. But then do you start making an argument of super team? Like, no, he, Kevin Love wants to go home. Portland's his home. Uh, I don't think Kevin Love going there would make him a super I don't think anyone would get that idea that they're a super what? team. I think they would be. Especially if they get Nurkic back, Nurkic back anytime soon. What, have Kevin Love at the four, Melo at the three. That's a deadly team. I mean, it's a good team, but I don't think anyone is like on the four. You don't think they have like they don't have a like super team. They don't have like super superstar right. teams. That's like, what yeah, I'm saying. Like people who think like us. I'm about to say, but talent wise, talent wise, like, absolutely. People think like us, like oh yeah, it's a super team. But outside world, like sports and they're not going to say, oh Kevin look out for them. Drop thirty right now. That's right. And then you got Melo that just still can drop his thirty. And of course, you got Lillard and McCollum that can just go drop 50 whenever they truly want to. Right, because Dane will hit you from, he got that stuff very range. Dane will hit you from the other side of the court. He'll be mobile. So, I mean, and then he going to come out with a fire rap out. But, you know, this one, he going to rap about how he just taught you on the court. What you going to say about it? That's true. I wonder if that would, if that would work. Like, Dane with either Steph or Clay. Like that, obviously between Dane and Steph, you would have to figure out which one you would move to the two. But Dane, you could. I would definitely put Dane at the um, two. But if you picture just, it would just be fire that, everywhere. That's a, a <laughs> super Saiyan team, not a super Saiyan. That's a. Well, who would be your center? Oh, um. Hmm. Don't have to be a superstar. I got somebody in my head that would probably be perfect. Who you got? I would say Dwight Howard. Really? That's their center? I can see that. I mean, I acting goofy as shit. That's all I say. He's not acting goofy. He's not acting goofy this year. It's just he's healthy this year. He hasn't been healthy in a while, but he's the perfect one just to go, like, you going to shoot the ball for I'm going to go get that rebound. I'm gonna get that rebound. You gonna throw that oop? I got you. You need some defense play? I got you. What about Mark Gasol? He would be good. And honestly, because I've been watching them play, Derek Favors would be good too. Derek Favors would be great. Mark Gasol, no. You don't think so? Uh, I don't think. By them throwing up this many shots, um, he's not gonna be quick enough to get to the, like, the boxing off of a rebound. Like Montessor type game, like they don't, they need to drive and kick to him. Maybe they throw a couple shots here and there, so you can go box my right down there. But it's just like they throwing those shots from half court type thing. It's I got you, Nikola Jokic. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. So I'm saying they were favorites. He'd be put up. Where who handled the ball? Stop can handle the ball. Dan can handle the ball. They both got handles. All of them have handles. <laughs> so who's, who's at the better court? 
that's when you bring in LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my whole world team. Yeah. What, put LeBron at the four? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, that's not going to even work out. <laughs> the thing about that too, that's, that's all people that can handle the ball, see the court well. Clay don't need to have him, bro. He's just running around all day. But everybody else needs the ball in their hand to do something. But that's, that forces man to man, like because you can't you can't play zone against them because it's going to be like. Him. But then that, the problem is again, you said they, they all need the ball. They all have good court vision. That just means that you want to pass out of it. One, you, one you can't play man to man against them. They all step and break your ankles, get a little bit of separation, and just splash from half court. Mm-hmm. Jane would do the same thing. Like Clay would do the same thing. LeBron would do the same thing. Like so at this no, point, no, 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 no. <laughs> LeBron would drive it though. He can do it. He can do it. He would have Kevin Durant though. Kevin Durant would just pull up in your face. <laughs> Kevin Durant might not be the same again after this. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be fine. Cause he was never the most explosive player. Yeah, but he just had very good support around him. Yeah, but he was always, always had that jumper. That jump was not gonna go nowhere. We shall see. I, a, I just the moments he was being explosive was when he was in fast break. I think his game just gonna be a little bit off next. Oh, he, I, he just won't be. I don't think he'll be as quick. Like. No, his jumper probably fine, but he like he's not gonna be as quick. But at the same time, it. he's six ten, six eleven, shooting the ball like that. Regardless, still won't have the handles, and then you gonna have Kyrie Irving right here. So you really don't really need to do much. And then Kyrie do have? I think Kyrie probably got some of the best handles in the league. Yeah, and then you still got Curtis LeBert. I'll say Kyrie went off though tonight. He went crazy. Well, yeah, what? He scored 20 points? No, he had like 50 points or something. 50, 58, 50. What? Last night? Yeah, I saw a video. I Going off. Hmm. Because Spencer Dimwood is taking all that shine. The Nets are deep. And people don't even realize how deep they are. And when and everybody's under contract next year, too, when KD come back. But you know who will take championship next year? Not this year, but next year. The Knicks. <laughs> you know that. So this has been a wonderful <laughs> little episode of my podcast. Even one. better, you know who's gonna take it? The Knickers. <laughs> the Knickers. <laughs> so, I think I'm gonna wrap this episode up. Didn't even introduce it. I'm gonna do that later when I edit it. Anytime somebody say the Knicks is gonna win the whole thing, <laughs> it's time to go. I don't know what you want. The Knicks ain't winning nothing. The Knicks got a team of power forwards. They really went outside all the good, decent power forwards this past offseason. Like, come on now. Like, you got Julius Randle, you got Bobby Porter, so you got one of the more swings, I think. I mean, like, bro, why you need all these power forwards? The Hornets. Hornets are going to take it. <laughs> <sighs> they got more of a chance than the Knicks, though. If you let the Knicks get a good draft pick, they don't, they don't find a way to mess that up. They got one this year. RJ Brown is pretty good. But yet, he's not playing right with that team. Thanks. So. 
Like, I don't think the world like the Knicks. Because they should have had the number one pick. <laughs> Honestly. They should have been Zion. The Knicks ain't really been right since Patrick Ewing. Like, <laughs> like that shows you how long it's been since the Knicks it's have the been owner, really relevant. Like, Dolan. That's his name, right? He's horrible. And it's all about, he got that all about me attitude. It's not about the team. Yeah. And like how, um, when I was listening to the Joe Buck podcast, they made a good point about the Knicks. They sell out every game, regardless. Whether that team's good or that team's bad, they're going to sell out. <laughs> the, the Browns effect, pre Baker Mayfield. No, the Browns are horrible too. The Browns are pretty trash. Like, I think they're gonna do fine next season though. I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they were. I feel like they were overhyped this season, and we saw that it's kind of. I think it was. I really think it was the play calling. And their egos got in the way. Baker always had an ego. Yeah. That's what I liked about. But Odell, Odell didn't even show his ego like that. He was like, I'm, I just want the ball. Like, y'all not getting me the ball. I'm making all this money. Y'all not getting me the ball. Y'all think he's he going to say? Huh? Y'all think he's going to say? He ain't got no choice. But he choice. said he's going to say. He said he's going to say him and, um, can't think of the other person. Man. Yeah. Well, he don't have no choice anyway. They, they both don't have no choice. They got in the contract for like four more years. The <laughs> Browns really have no excuse to not have, like, a top passing game with... Like That's why I said it was, a, it was a play calling, and then um, I think one thing that really hurt the Browns was they didn't have a joke all year. Mm, true. So they had him like for the first two games, and then all of a sudden he was hurt. Besides, they benched the full game. Then he got hurt, and then yeah. Like that's a low key big part of that game. I can see it. Well, they be fine, especially they resigned Kareem Hunt. Plus, he was playing well when he came back. But it was too late. <laughs> it's too late. Couldn't really do nothing with that. All right, so here's a question for y'all. Y'all ready for this? Oh, so, who gives the best motivational speeches, inspirational speeches? I got this off of uh, Facebook. Optimus Prime or Captain America? Optimus Prime be ready to have me go to war. I'm mean, like, yo, give the second What's up? Captain Marvel like, I feel you. But this is coming from a white man's perspective. Like we don't really understand. Like you wanna stand for America. Well, we really know. Optimus Prime wanna stand for the world. I understand that. Got you. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Don't get me wrong, Captain America's speech be on point, but it's more for white people. Got you. Than black people. I was promised for everybody. 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 But if you you gonna get motivated, even get motivated to stop what he's saying. It's, it's motivating you to do something. Captain America, I'm go to sleep sometime. Gotcha. I ain't get better speeches. Not baby. Okay. He's an asshole about it or not. You gonna listen and you gonna get the job done. Cause he gonna tell you why you gotta do it. And if you don't do it, he gonna tell you why. If you don't do it, what's gonna happen? We gonna die. 
But if you do do it, we have a chance to live. It makes sense. It makes sense to me. Optimus Prime or Iron Man, Captain America. We'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Since Super Bowl's tomorrow, I feel like we need some Super Bowl predictions. I don't even know if you're gonna post this before the Super Bowl. But oh, I'm um, posting it uh, tomorrow morning. Okay, yeah. So before I come in church, church. Super Bowl predictions before. Mm, I think it's gonna be a close game. The Chiefs are gonna take it. Mm. Chiefs. I have the Niners. Uh -huh. I also have the Chiefs. Mm. So I'm okay. Well, why? Why do you have the Chiefs? I feel like <coughs> it's gonna come down to. On this one, one, I want Andy Reid to win a championship. I do want that's why I think it's gonna be Chiefs. So that's the one, that's the biggest reason. But at the same point, 49ers are crazy this year, so it's gonna be a close game. <laughs> think about somebody made a stupid point. I thought it was stupid for this. It was like, only thing 49ers has a good defense, like defense wins championships. But, <laughs> but I'm like, hold up, we can't say that because. When the defense was playing like trash against the Saints earlier this year, and they won fifty to forty-five or something like that, it was all because of Jimmy G. But if if it comes down to a shootout, they both the Chiefs, can do it. The Chiefs are going to take it. If it comes down to a shootout, I don't the know. Chiefs got it like, because the Forty Nine has got so many pieces that people keep forgetting. About. The Forty Nine has got Emmanuel Sanders. True. Forty Nine has got um, what's his name, Debo Samuel. They got Kendrick Bourne. They got George Kittle. They got um, somebody else. I forgot his name. Besides their running backs, Mozart, Breida. They got people. They got a great offensive line. But the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs got people too. The it's, Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't knock Jimmy G though. Jimmy G, throughout his career, he only lost... What a total of nine games, and he's been hurt. But every time he came into play, he wins. I think same thing with Patrick Mahomes too. Don't get twisted, but it's just. I got. I When it comes down to it, if you come down to skill position, if you break down that skill position, I think the Forty Nineers got the better receiving core, in my opinion. They got the better running back. And also, in my opinion, they got the better offensive line. They don't have a better quarterback. But, is George Kittle and Travis Kelsey great tightness? I can't really pick between one and two. Um, with the wide receiver core, you got Sammy Watkins that barely shows up. How he even talking about sitting out for the whole next season because this contract is not guaranteed. It's supposed to make $14 million next year, and none of it's guaranteed. So he's talking about I just sit up. Okay. Um, got Tyree Hill. Great. They got Nicole Harden. Great. Said 49ers got Manuel Sanders. Debo Samuel. Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Dante Pettis. Some other people that's fast. The the other thing. And the defense is better for 49ers. But the Chiefs defense, they run what, 4 3, 3 4? 4 3. And the 
Chiefs have a habit of exploiting the absolute mess out of run out of the three defense. So we'll see how that goes. Well, see. I think it will be a great game. I want the 49ers to win, even though the 49ers do win. All of a sudden, we're going to be handy some passing between Tom Brady and Jimmy G. I feel like you get that either way. Was Garoppolo really the heir apparent to Tom Brady? And should he really just stay the, in the, with the Patriots? And they should have got rid of Brady. That's why it was fine. What should be the case? But, well, then they say it's the same thing with the Chiefs when it's Patrick Mahomes next to Tom Brady. It's the same thing. Either way, it's going to get sick. Either way, they're going to compare them to Tom Brady one way or another. Like, and then Patrick Mahomes is the next Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> the only person I can compare Patrick Mahomes to that people say Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to say Drew Brees. I see it. It's Drew Brees. Actually. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is cool with the mobility and all that, but. Pat Mahomes throw that ball like Drew Brees did. Down the field, accurate, no matter what's happening. Different ways. That's facts. I mean, like throw for 5,000 yards and sleep. I got a question. Uh Not Super Bowl related, but still football related. What you think of uh, 30 for 30, James Winston? No, it's not. A, no, he threw thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions. I thought you were That's why I meant thirty for thirty. That's oh, I was gonna say. Um, and he threw for over five thousand yards. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck on that. <laughs> well, that that gives you even. Gotta break even, like. And this is contract here. <sighs> you broke even. I mean, it counts for something, right? Like, <laughs> like, like you can't go out. That is, that's a horrible. The future is a third string. Like, I don't know. It's like that's horrible for saying. On one spectrum, you want the best quarterbacks in the league. Like you threw thirty touchdown passes, threw over five thousand yards. Oh no, I was actually you won the worst. You threw thirty interceptions, and you didn't throw all those interceptions. Can you imagine how many touchdown passes and yards you could have? Because at least half of the interceptions came in the red zone. Also, but that shows kind of poor judgment. Very poor judgment. So, I mean, this is the one that got caught running. We're robbing the store for crab legs. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, crab legs are delicious. Yeah, but you don't run out and then get caught and say, I thought it was free. <laughs> it was free balloon day. I mean, you don't do that. <laughs> you fall asleep the, over there? Where's Kira? He only had an hour of sleep today. Oh, that's late. That's crazy. I feel you. There's Kara Ash. She would have got that SpongeBob reference. Free balloon day. I got it. Oh, my SpongeBob. You know, I watch SpongeBob more now as an adult than I did as a child. And then we realize now there was way more jokes that shouldn't have been there. It is. But that's what makes it so good. SpongeBob is amazing as an adult. 
Like, there's way more jokes. That's most cartoons, though. Most cartoons have a lot of jokes in them that you'd be like, wait, what? I, I didn't know this was a thing. Three or four. I'm gonna wrap this up. It's nice talking to everybody on this podcast. Hey, Hopefully, y'all will listen. <laughs> How, how a two-part episode, you know, what, went from... Bible studies to sports. Yeah. I'm talking about Jesus. And... And lostness. And lost, you know, to talk about sports and everything. From Kobe to other sports. To Spongebob. To, to Spongebob. To end with Spongebob. <laughs> And that is life. That is life, man. I feel as though we was truly lost with this whole episode of my project. Alright. Next time just bring some questions. And we could questions and prepared questions. I mean we wasn't really lost, but you know, just the theme was lost. The theme was lost. And we did kind of get scattered all the way All the way even, through even during the Bible study portion, we were like random <laughs> insert. Start <laughs> to hear about random thottiness. thotties. <laughs> then come back. Let's see, we was lost, but now we're found. So yeah. yeah. So that's the message. Go out, find yourself some hottie thotties, and then come back. No, no, do not find yourself some hottie thotties. You might be burning. <laughs> and you might be real hot. Yeah. You don't want to be that hot. Find yourself a nice, good, wholesome woman. In church. Look, came full circle. Go In church. church. Go find yourself a wholesome. Actually, some of them are hotty dotties too. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if y'all can lay together, y'all can pray together. And get tested too. That's a message. Definitely will be praying if you gotta get tested. You should get tested anyway. Yes, yes. Get tested. Be safe. Health awareness. All the time. Sometimes. Her day. And take your birth control. Yeah. <laughs> All that. Why am I still recording? <laughs> oh, I thought you got no outro. You have a nice. No, I don't have an outro. Oh, there oh, there you look. Take care of your mind. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. I love you. Peace. What he said. Peace of blessings and blessings and peace. That's your outro right there. It's always with my outro. <laughs>